When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Hallo, welkom to de Royal Blue podcast. It's Monday night, so yeah, it's Monday night review. Um, we're like the less uh, glamorous version of Carragher, Thierry Henry and whoever else is going to drag themselves into the Sky Studios this week. We're uh, unluckily going to have to pick over the bones of the Burnley game. And uh, one man who <laughs> even more unlucky was there, Phil, you... Uh, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be that way, was it, Phil? Well, I was right in saying Yannick was going to score. But yeah. that, was, that, was, that was as close as I got to predicting what happened because it was uh, hugely frustrating, to say, say the least. Um, and as I wrote in my stuff, a hark back to a performance of last season where we have all the ball, we dominate the game in possession, but really don't do enough with it. And it was it was frustrating. And I, I, I guess maybe some people would say, well, we knew that. But, you know, not a lot's changed. Yes, we brought Yannick Balassi in, but, you know, it's still really the same, the same forward line and the same attacking options that we had last season. So why are you surprised? But... You know, you, you, maybe maybe I shouldn't have been surprised, but it's still frustrating nonetheless. And highlighted, exemplified, sh- shone on the spotlight on why. You know, it was disappointing in the summer that we didn't get the players we went for because Perez, Manolo, Gabbiadini, Sissoko to a lesser extent, and why January is ever more important in giving Everton greater options and greater quality um, in that position. I just think if we sound, we do sound like broken records here every single week, don't we? The same situation regards to going forward for Everton. It's the same culprits and the same names that are coming to the table every single week who just aren't performing. Now, I'm happy with Everton's defence, yet they conceded two goals. I think that was the first time they conceded two yeah, this okay, season, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. So I'm quite happy with the defence. That shot at the end, and it's the bar, it could have bounced anywhere. It just fell for him and he knocked it in. That's one of them. Goalkeeper and error for the first one. No doubt about it. But defensive-wise, I'm happy with Everton. It's the the final third and the attacking players are just killing Everton at the moment. And the same names coming to the fore, Delefeu, Morales, Barkley, not performing. And it's the fans, as well as the fans getting frustrated. You can see Ronald Koeman is, because them three names that I've just mentioned, he, he's put them in the team, he's took them out the team, he's given them a rest, he's built them on a sub. He's tried everything with them, and the three of them are letting them down. Now, for me, there's only Lukaku and Balassi I look like they're having a go for Everton at the moment when you look in the final thirds. Apart from that, you're scratching your head and you're wondering why you can't score many goals away from home. Well, there's your reasons why. Do you think because they're so inconsistent, so frustratingly inconsistent, those players you mentioned, Ronald actually doesn't know nine games into the season he's best 11? Yeah, I don't think he does. He doesn't. Because, because obviously be, you've seen the, the changes that he's made. Because those some players, they'll one week give him encouragement and then mm. the next disappoint him. And it's this cycle. That's why I'll be massively surprised 
if them three that I've just named will be at the football club next season. I'll be gobsmacked if even two of them are. Because they're letting them down every single week. Why even Ross? Yeah, even Ross. Well, why is he going to keep him in, at the football club, Greg, if he's letting them down? every take, take away, he's an Evertonian, he's a scout and everything else. Why is he going to keep him at the football club? Give, give him a reason no, why. He might not be in the first team. I'm just saying you think he'll sell him. Well, there's no point. If he's not performing, even coming off the bench, then and he's not performing if he's starting... What's he good at the football club? Uh, no, it's funny, it's just because me and Phil had this conversation earlier today and, you know, mulling over the different ways to, to look at Ross and at the moment, the overriding thing is that he just isn't doing it. And so I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. It's a big statement to say that you that you think, or people would think Cooman would sell him, but, you know, in the summer. But this is where, how low his stock has fallen, that you're considering... Not only having to worry about withholding bits for him and yeah. the big clubs knocking on your door, it's almost as if well, he certainly isn't just finding his place in the team. And you do wonder whether or not they would be better selling him. But I have to say, and Phil can build on this because this is what we were talking about earlier, you have to remember last season he scored how many goals? 12 goals exactly. in all competitions. Yeah. If we can just tap back into that form, then clearly he's someone you want on the books. Clearly he's got that ability, as you always say yourself, so. Yeah. But for some reason, it just isn't but The man has tried tapping into that ability well, again, but it's not... He's not been here that long. In the grand scheme of things, he has tried, but, you know, you'd have to add this conversation in May, I suppose, but we'll have to see. We'll just have to you see. Don't, you don't bring in new blood, might freshen things up. I mean, he's played 150 games now, Ross, hasn't he? That was 150th yeah. game on, on uh, Saturday, which is you know, no small feat, is it, really? I was thinking about I was thinking about him after the game, and, and there was, I remember reading Roy Keane's autobiography, his last one, and he was said, like... There's lots of players of football clubs who say they, they play for the club, but they don't affect the club and the play. And I think that's where, where Ross is at the moment. He's, he's just playing for Everton. Like, he's not doing anything major negatively, but he's not just doing anything, you know, as in terms yeah. of influence of the game. He's just playing the game on the pitch. Oh, that sounds like yeah. counterintuitive, but he's, he's not doing anything to affect the game whatsoever. And that was the difference between the two players, what you said there, Tom, is you can give Lukaku and Balassi stick as being inconsistent and we've been yeah. through it. But what you do know, especially when I was banging on this about Balassi, is two or three game, two or three times during the game, like on Saturday, yeah. he will affect the yeah, game. definitely. Either by score where the other three don't. It's totally agree. It's funny you mentioned it because I was thinking the same thing on Sunday. I think it was on the way to the, to the mini derby and I was thinking about Ross and thinking about... Somebody like Ross, if you said... To, I know they're playing different positions, but you said Ross, right? If you stacked him up against somebody like a Drissen Gay on Saturday and they're playing different positions, it's not quite the greatest example. But who's got more natural talent? Ross. Who is a better dribbler? Ross. Who can hit a ball better? Ross. Who affects the games? Idris Gay. Yeah. And that does not just for Ross, that goes for Kevin Morales, Gerard De La Feu, and probably a few others as well. Oh. Same, same, and the same logic can be applied to Gareth Barry, even comparing those players. Yeah. They're all quicker than Gareth Barry. They're all faster. They've all got more bags of tricks. They can all probably strike a ball better. But he affects football games. Yeah. Yeah. And at the minute, <laughs> and for a long time, some of those lads haven't. I think. Sorry, Gav, I think it was interesting when um, Ronald Koeman's, I think it was his pre-match comments about Ross Barkley, and he was asked obviously the question about him. It's he, getting under the skin, I think, a few times, isn't it? Under Koeman, he said that he's not young anymore. 
he's been at the club four years. So he was sort of basically telling everyone, listen, no excuses for him no more. Yeah. Four years at the club, as you've just said, 150 games. games. Yeah. No excuses. And the thing is, probably a bit of a catch-22 with, with, with all of those players, and let's not just focus on Ross, with all of those players, because they would probably be players you would class as needing a run of games to really bring the best yeah. out of them. But we can't Ronald. afford that. But no. Ronald, that, Ronald so Phil. Well, yes, no, actually, absolutely. That is, that is a, a good point, you know, they did at the start of the season. Mm. But equally now, Ronald can't afford, well, I say he can't afford, maybe he has to, maybe just, just kind of, you know, suck it and see almost and just Until go, January. Look, I'm going to have to just stick with a team. I'm going to have to just stick with Morales every week on the left and go, look, I'm going to give you five games to get your head together. He tried that though, didn't he, for the I know, start of the I'm season? Saying, up until January, we haven't, what option have we got? I know, but Do we keep chopping I understand that, I understand that, but if he's still, if he's playing Morales on the left or Barkley in the middle and the runs are performing, yeah. you can't this just... This is what I mean, yeah. it's cash 22. There, yeah, there, yeah. There, is, there is, I spoke about this last week, though. There, is, there is a tactical switch, isn't there, that you could make and take the two players out that you're talking about, David Fay and Morales, and by playing 3-5-2 with your two full-backs... Yeah. I don't think he'd do that because he's so and deep. Balassi and Lukaku as yeah. you say up front and you, you, you still have your width but but you've you've, you've taken those Lose. two players who are not affecting but, the game and asking Baines or Stoke Oviedo or Seamus or Stoke Holgate after their Saturday yeah. um, to, 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 to bomb on and, and affect the game a little bit more because I, I just it's just not happening at the moment is it? Well, well is it time therefore Gav for him to Nearly as close to the mast and give Valencia a go. Yeah. A run of games. We haven't really seen him. He comes off the bench like 30 seconds every match. Yeah. And we all go, what? well, he's not going to do anything because he's got like a few minutes to try and inf- Maybe you should just go right in it. You're going to be playing. You're going to be Rom's main support. Balassi on the other side. You on one side. Go and prove to me you can you can hold down this place because nobody else is doing it. Yeah. I think it's interesting, Greg, you said that the stock's fallen on Ross. Kevin Rallas, same example. Gerard Delafeu. I think if you were to ask fans last year if either of them three were sold in January or the summer, there'd be an uproar. I don't think you'd get that this summer at all. Certainly not with Morales, who you know I think has just gone stale. Yeah. Um, I think he's been at the club probably longer than he's been at any other club he in has. his career. Yeah. And I just think he, you know, he, needs a, he needs to move. Yeah. And I think Everton need to move him on while it's still possible to get anything resembling a bit of a fee for him. You probably wouldn't get much for him in the grand mm. scheme of things, but you would, you know, you'd get a few quid. Obviously, Belgium caps coming out of his ears, mm. various points. I know he's not in the team regularly mm. now, but you know, has got ability, has got attack and flair in these fits and spurts, ever decreasing fits yeah. and spurts. I have to say, so I just think it's time for him to move on. I'd actually sooner see Adam Lennon, but I just want to point on Valencia. Phil mentioned him there. I wonder already, people, you know. It's proven to be a really poor signing for me. Now, I know it was last minute. I know it was a, a matter of circumstances, but he wasn't getting a look in at West Ham. We've brought him, and now nothing's changed. He's not getting a look in here. What's the I point? See, I see we can't play Sunday. Well, you would, said we'd have to yeah, give a run game, we can't could, play. Yeah. Yeah. Well, may, maybe. But, I mean, whereas you're not surprised that Kone is not getting a look in, because obviously the manager's made a decision on him. Umar the ass, we know all about him. But Valencia... It just again made it just for me underlines what didn't go right in the summer. Yeah, and I think we're, 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 I wouldn't say paying the price is the right words, but you're actually seeing now probably where we expect we would be, sort of given what happened in the summer that we sort of now sort of fall into like sort of perhaps mid table, which is 
what we were last time, last two seasons. This is what you said at the weekend, Phil, yeah. wasn't it? You know, and, and, and I, I mean, without trying to quote everybody in football, I remember, you know, when you were saying about like um, Ben about you know the players last season they didn't perform or whatever, and the year before we finished eleventh uh, in both seasons. I mean, that's what George Graham used to say, didn't he? That if you're a new manager, you should look at your squad when you're on your first day. Was, they're the players who got me predecessors sacked, yeah. and. Yeah. And and I'm not saying that the players purposely got masters sack, but the, the lack of overall quality yeah. in the squad and imbalance in the squad caused us to perform poorly. Yeah. And Cuban's inherited that squad, hasn't he? Made a couple mm. of additions, but he has. So therefore, you'd have, you're expecting us to finish, you know, at the moment. Yeah. 10th or 11th would, would be where you would expect us to be. Maybe a little bit higher, given it's a new manager. I brought a couple of players so in. So you were saying, Gavin, in that two-year period that Ronald has set himself to get the squad he wants... The starting eleven would be unrecognisable from the end of last season. Yeah, and which is bring, brings me to one of the points I wanted to make because I, I thought we did have a go on Saturday. It was a far better performance yeah. I thought than Bournemouth. Maybe we were just passive and we did mm. create something. I just thought again, and this is a recurring theme, isn't it? Defensively, and I, I just thought defensively and throughout the team, I just thought we were clumsy. I mean, I think there was a twenty-minute spell in the first half where we got the two candidates for the worst. T- your corners of the year, oh, which, which was just totally uh, one end of the That's, that's all they must have worked yeah, on the yeah, week, short yeah. corners. Yeah, because one end of the one was back at our keeper within about 10 seconds, <laughs> wasn't it? Understand it. And there was two cl- defensive uh, free kicks, I think, both from Jags, wasn't it? Where he just basically passed the ball to the opposition. Yeah. And I just thought, although Stecklenburg got stick for the first goal on Saturday, it was a, it was poor by about three defensive yes. players. It was poor by Williams who went to ground. Why Jags is backing off Towards the goal and not coming out, yeah. and 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 the same with Coleman, who, who should be pushed. They both should be pushing out. And if Stecklenberg makes a mess, the likelihood is is that Bokes is offside, isn't he? But yeah. because, but because they're all playing him be, yeah. Coleman actually ran back. So at the end, Coleman is about five yards. <laughs> Oviedo oh, got beaten too easy for me, and yeah. Barry. You know, it's very rare we say this, but he was caught out yeah. by Harfield making the running behind him. So Stacklebeck got the stick, but it was defensively a poor display from three of the back four on that. And then the second goal is it was a that free kick. You're chasing the game, so what does Oviedo do? The game's going nowhere. Yeah. He pushes the fella in the back right in front of the referee on the halfway line, gives them chance to regroup when it's pressurised, and which is just which is just poor poor play. And once the ball comes over. Is I think it goes towards Williams, but Keane just is just allowed, isn't he, to run right across the front of the penalty area, mm. but nobody tracking him. So there's two things that happens there. Somebody should sack him, and you know challenge for the ball, or Williams should clear the ball when it comes in, and neither happen, and that's why they get the shot in. I think so, when it hits the bar, though, God, that ball could have fell. Oh yeah, when it, it is, it's just so forced. We should never give. We should never yeah. give an opportunity, and also Balassi. I mean, I was thinking actually, if he gets the ball there, we've got. We've yeah, got a chance because feet, yeah. got, but it was a bit like the City goal last week where we the second goal where we just failed yeah. to clear our lines from, yeah. from a ball that's come in. And they're recurring themes to me. And um it's going back to the original point is where Ronald wants to be in two years' time, Jags is thirty four, isn't he? Mm. So in two years' time, is Cumin going to have a successful Everton team with a thirty six year old centre half and a thirty four year old centre half? Probably one of them. So that means at some point, well, this, we're going to have to look at this. Why he wanted to get Coney in, yeah. Neil Rungley looked at Koulibaly, couldn't get yeah. him. We've got Jags, who's thirty-four, who, who's looking a bit like that at the moment. Baines is in and out of the squad. Great player that he is and has been. So you're thinking 
you know, there's some, so there's some, there's a, a lot more changes than what you think, just apart from the those front three that you're yeah, talking yeah, about. There's, I think there's, this is just for the stock gap till yeah, the season, though, yeah. with the defence that he's got. Yeah. He'll probably chew on this till I'll get to the end of the season out of this. Whereas I think he's stuck with the with the forward three that I've just mentioned. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think he might may, may want to look look at. He may, maybe even trying Holgate or whoever. I just I just thought defensively we were, we were sloppy, and you know there was without going on there was two. Did you see the one in the second half where Coleman just allows the ball to runs in front of him and the ball just runs out of play, which is just yeah. sloppy and a ball that was given to Williams where it went under his foot. Yes, yeah, and when yeah, it went, yeah. went out and Oviedo's yeah. not paying any attention, the ball just tickles tickles behind him and that 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 was. Testing their thoughts with sloppy display on Saturday. I mentioned to you on Sunday, didn't I? He said, Oviedo sitting there, literally gloves on, ready for a Premier League game in October. And you think to yourself, you know, if, you're a, if you're a Burnley wing, you'd say, I'm fancying my chances here all day long, aren't you? Yeah. And what was interesting for me is that Ronald Koeman's, he's more or less on the touchline, barking orders. He spent a lot of that time sitting in the dugout with his arms folded. He must have been. Com- <clears throat> Massively frustrated with what he was seeing, but it's still. Yeah, I have to. I have to say, look, people will shout me down, and, and it's. I know it sounds a little bit knee-jerk, but whilst you know we shouldn't jump on 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 the bandwagon of any manager after a couple of good results and say he's the the next Messiah, the mm. next Howard Kendall. Equally, you know, I don't think he really earned his crust. It's six million on on Saturday. Yeah, really? I think the substitution was poor. Well, I think substitutions were poor. Sorry, Greg, was the anything in the Ghana guy situation? Don't know. I didn't speak to Ronald afterwards, but he didn't hang around for in terms of be asked, did he? He, he answered one question and then left. Didn't look like he was injured. It didn't look like he was injured to me. Why he you sprinted off? So yeah. he didn't look injured. Why you bring on you know um, cleverly for gay? I don't know. It's yeah. just you know, inexplicable. And afterwards, I was a little bit disappointed with the way he came out. There might be good reason and thinking behind the very brief words that he said. But for me. That's football, and we were hard hard done by. Nah, it just doesn't cut mustard. That's not. You know, that's football. It's one of the most boring cliches in the game for me. I detest it. It says nothing. But moving on from that, to just claim bad luck is 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 just yeah. inaccurate. I know what you're saying about the way the ball bounces back to the crossbar, but and that was a little bit of misfortune. But that was not the overriding narrative of that game. Right, Gav's, Gav's pulled apart the defensive errors, a catalogue of errors that's come. Yeah. That's come and the dysfunction in the final third. So it's it's annoyed me that he sat there and tried to pull the basically pull the wall over fans' eyes. If Martinez last season had come out and said we were just unlucky and that's football, no. there would have been Martinez, an absolute march. No, Martinez they weren't creating many chances last year. Yeah, here's one for you. If Everton play like that nine times out of ten this season. Do you win football matches? So it's not a hard luck story. A team a team of Burnley's limited ability, yeah. If you, you won't play like that against teams at the top and, and win. You you might get a draw, but you you're not gonna win football I'm games. Chance to be crazy, that's that's you know. my, this is a big point I was gonna make. There are twenty attempts on Saturday, only eight are on target, and of those eight, one was Blassie's goal. And the rest of them, oh Blas there you go, Blassie's goal, yeah. Blassie's one in this that would have been his second that heat and tipped over. A few in the first half that, for me, good saves, but not exceptional saves because I think they were fairly comfortable for heating. And a couple of P-rolls. Eight, yeah. eight shots on target in a Premier League away match. You weigh a, a team even in your face. I think that's, well, that's quite yeah, that's good. Right. Yeah, that's what I think. The, but it's the quality in yeah. where the shots on target were taken from. They were all from there to the area. Yeah. The, the Blasi one. create But they, this, is, this is what, I mean, this is what yeah. we're talking about. We're going back to the same yeah. plays again. Create yeah. chances. Was that's the, their job and that too. Was, we, look, sorry, we look at other teams that are going to be battling around Everton. For the European spaces this season, it's the same. Tottenham, Liverpool, all them t- 
They've all got players who are great. You've seen Liverpool yesterday. They're forward three, Coutinho for me. They're everywhere. They're yeah. running defences ragged. Our forward three are just yeah. sitting there doing nothing. But do you not think, and I, again, I don't want to bring it back to Liverpool, but you think how Mane must have been, because I didn't really yeah. watch Southampton last season. How good would he have been for Ronald Koeman must have just been like, Sadio, you yeah. can cause him havoc. I haven't yeah. got anybody like that, have no. we? Yeah, and go, he did. Going back yeah, to exactly. He went and bought yeah. a Mane. Mm. That's yeah. why. That has got to be a priority for January, yeah. that type of player. Going back to Phil's point, we got behind the defence once, was the Coleman cross, wasn't it, with the key just there? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going back to your, your point, now you, you, know, you said about it, you know where Coleman said that's football on Saturday. That's what uh, didn't Al Pacino say that in a given, in a given Sunday. I love that film. Al Pacino's a legend yeah, in that film, but I'm not having that's well, football. Maybe you should what, does mean? Goes, what does that mean? And, and had, you that's get, football. Al, it's one of them. Yeah. It's one of them. Ronnie on. It's one of them. I had visions of all the press guys running out to the press room like you can fight Tigers that's after football. the game like that's football no but seriously it explained the results but it didn't explain the performance did it which we, we should have again you know but what, what did you expect team, him to say then what did, yeah, what did you expect him to say honestly yeah yeah, and he was honest no I, that's, I, what's I, I, that's like I'm one of them I because if well, you I don't agree that, that bad luck was the overriding no. because that second goal stopped we've just said for me, though... The problems me, were much deeper than bad luck. For me, I don't think his um, public comments were... And I'm, I'm just trying to guess here, but I, my, my feeling is his public comments were not actually ha- privately how he would have felt. No. And I think he's thinking the same as us. God, can January just come around, please? And I'm thinking, he's going, I'm not going to publicly kill these players because I no. need them. I still need them. Yeah. And that's the truth. And yes, he's, 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 he's sort of... His criticism will come when he drops players. That'll be enough. But he is dropping the same players, isn't he? He won't need to to go, I want him to pan them in public, I'll just drop them. So do you think this is, obviously it's not working then, if if he's not doing it in public and he's doing it behind the scenes, it's not working either way, isn't it? So maybe he has to come out and, and slaughter them in public. Because it's not working, is it? It's, it's a difficult one for managers. You, what, 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 for example, with Ross, if Ronald, Ronald is probably getting to understand Ross is a very kind of confidence-based player, mm. can take things to heart as an Evertonian, he's probably thinking to himself, well, I've probably learned, I can't keep coming out and panning him. Well, I'm, but and he's then, not and to an extent, though, is he, Phil? And then select him, because that's what I mean, he's not doing it. So he won't come out and really have a go at Ross. He'll, he's obviously pushing a few mm. buttons, but he won't... He won't Make a, a habit of it because he knows when he does select him, he'll be like, you know. Well, shouldn't you want? Shouldn't you be that type of character with the points to prove to your manager then? Well, yeah, but he should be in a perfect world. But what he's saying, if, is, if, if, and I understand what people saying. are all different, aren't they? Yeah. And Ross is seems to have a, a bit of sensitivity to his mindset. You know, he's built like a, a super middleweight yeah. boxer, but you know, there's a bit of fragility there. I say it there. And obviously, not much because don't get me wrong. You know, he stood there when the sections of the Goodison Park, his own crowd, yeah. you know, been on his back and ploughed through it and played. I'm not saying he's a wuss or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, he's a very strong-minded professional athlete, but you've got to treat every player differently and according to what I, you think. Yeah. I think he can be a bit firmer in public. He'd be something like Morales, a more experienced pro. I yeah. think that would be a better call. I don't think Morales has lost any sleep over it either well, way, to be honest. No. Yeah. I, I, I agree with Phil on this. I think there's probably stronger words said in the dressing room and on, on the training ground this week than in the, in the press conference. But it's not working, though, is it, Gav, regardless? Well, if you're doing this every week. We'll, we'll see. I mean, we did enough to, you know, as much as you could say, you know, the luck thing, we did. We did do enough, I think, probably to win the game on, on Saturday. Should have, should have done, game, yeah. But, didn't. Um, but we shouldn't have put ourselves in a position where it was one all. Because even at one all, I was thinking, this is two points stopped there. Yeah. You know, like, 
Yeah, we, we've gone to Bournemouth. You know, you look at the fixes, and and there's no easy games in the Premier League, but there's some games that are more harder than, than others. And Bournemouth away in Burnley away, when you're looking at them at the start mm, of the season, yeah. I'll be, I know Bournemouth have improved, as we saw on Saturday with Spurs, but you're thinking, you've got to take four points in those two games if you want to have a decent season, and we've taken none. And that, that's, a, that's a bit of a worry for me at the moment. What does that tell you about the character of the Everton team? If they've lost two matches this season, and they're away at Bournemouth and away at Burnley, that tells that for me right. tells you that these players are going over thinking we'll steamroll these we'll just turn up and I, get the three I, th- points. I think at Bournemouth I think I think there's definitely it seemed to me just watching it that there was a little bit maybe we're taking out things he's thinking mm-hmm. I just had to yeah. turn up because we're on the back of a good run with yeah. me but Bernie I don't think there was anything faulting the attitudes of the players on Saturday for me it was just mm-hmm. it was just a certain key moment losing concentration if we defend well we win one nil. We just lacked lacked inspiration after a a promising sort of first 15. Yeah, worryingly too quickly, the lack of inspiration just disappeared, and we just kind of fell into a malaise and it became scrappy and it allowed Burnley to grow into it. And that's 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 the worry that there's. And I was saying to Greg before the left hand side's still a massive problem, and Everton's solution to the left hand side problem at the minute is start Balassi on the right and then go. Oh, we're getting nothing down the left. Let's switch, and then you go. Oh, we're not as good down the right now. Yannick, come back. Yeah. Mm. I have to say, I mean, this doesn't explain completely why we're now winless in five. But I wonder how much Ronald Koeman looks back at that League Cup game because it's almost that time again against Norwich and says, "You had a winning formula there. Why did you change it?" Why did you basically meekly exit the League Cup, a trophy we're never going to win ever, we can keep playing it until the end of time. Why change that team? We go out, lose, very demoralising, at home to basically Norwich's under-18s. And then from then, you go to Bournemouth, and no surprise that it's sluggish, heads are down a bit, and then it's compounded when we get beat there. And then but you were talking about City though, Greg. Did you play well at City? It was all right, yeah. They didn't get beat. Yeah, but they but played we, well. They've not they... won in five football. It's about yeah. winning, isn't it? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Momentum. We had it up until Norwich. When he made them changes against Norwich, when he made them, it should have been yeah, enough. That Everton team was well good enough to should, beat them. Should have well, been that's enough. not the manager's totally, fault. No, no, it is. But no, it, it is. The team he sent out was good it enough is. to beat Norwich. All well, but it didn't. I know, but that... and the winning momentum was based on a different team. Put out your strongest team, and it's uh, you be the first one to complain if he makes it's played the same team against Norwich that they're winning. That's winning football matches, and you get two or three injuries, and then you're playing Bournemouth away, and you're going, "Oh, we haven't got Rom up front." Yeah, that's, yeah. that's it. I know what you mean about Rom. If Rom gets injured, if Rom plays against Norwich, gets injured, and we go down to Bournemouth, we made eight changges. It's not just Rom, is it? Well, I know, but he's the main, he's the focal one. It's all right if you drop, if you'd made made one change and dropped Rom because yeah, you've got to keep him in cotton wool because of mistakes in the summer. All right, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I understand that. I would, everyone would have been furious if if Rom had played against Norwich and got injured in the first ten minutes, but then. That's football, isn't it? Yeah. It can happen. Do you know what I mean? But and I'm just looking at it and thinking, you don't mess around with me. But do you think, he called, because of the way he has Everton playing at the start of the season, the fitness levels, getting them fit, he sort of thought, I need to give them key players, Guy, Barry, Maybe. a bit of a blow in the League Cup game against Norwich because Maybe. of... Yeah. How, what I've asked them to play like compared to what they've been playing like for two years? Maybe. I've had to just say, listen, have, you have 19 you minutes time. You're not hiding to Nottingham and in those circumstances. But the fact is, is we got beat by effectively Norwich, Norwich's under-18s. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean they, they made 10 changes as yeah. well. So, in fact, you know, we failed to beat their second string, you know. Um, 
So we've just lost momentum since then. And although it's that package of five games, really, where apart from City away, you would say maybe a bit on Saturday, a bit against Palace, we've not really... Played well against Palace, I thought, as well. Okay. For a half. First half. Yeah. I should have blew them away, to be fair, yeah. in, that, in that half. That yeah. game's won, effectively, so... But the, the team is still one-half wonders, though, aren't they, really? Because they weren't particularly great in the first half on Saturday, but much better in the second, but then, you know, still lose the game, so... We're effectively nearly a quarter of the way through the season, aren't we? Oh. Would, yeah. Would Ronald Koeman be happy? That's a good question. Sixth. Six, top six compared to where we have been. Playing half decent football. Fixes have been kind. Sitting there top six, five points off the top, is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, when you put it like that, well, there's a lot more positives yeah. than there were this time last season, put it that way. Yeah, so a lot you, more. yeah. yeah, yeah. I think um, it goes back to like... You know, if we're halfway through the first half of the season, if you know what I mean, <laughs> of the of the where you, know, you play everybody in the first half of the season, and the first nine games as a package yeah. are, are a lot easier than the the next nine games or ten games between now and Christmas, aren't they? But I think Christmas is it December is a bit of a nightmare. December, month. Leicester, December, yeah, Holloway. Yeah, we, we got Chelsea next week. We got Chelsea in November. We got yeah. Arsenal and Man United as well. I think. Well, I think yes, the fixes yeah, yeah. the, the big games we have played this season: Tottenham and Manchester City. Everton have rolled the sleeves up. Fair points against their big Fair teams. Points, yeah, it's the, the Burnleys and Bournemouth that you're going to have the trouble against. Because for me, against the big teams, the key attributes required on the day are organisation, structure, and work rate. Yeah. And Ronald has implemented that. Yeah. Mm. But it's the other stuff when you play teams you're meant to go and beat. Yeah. Flair, guile, ingenuity. We, won't, we haven't got enough players you want. So would you have took top six with the course of the season gone? Oh, yes. Yeah, but but uh, I'd rather have started uh, with five games unbeaten and then won four. I was f- yeah, four and two one in the, uh, in the most recent set of five games because it's for momentum. Um, going into the more harder part of the, the season, we, we, we're losing that momentum, aren't we? And that's, that's the key. Um, so we need to pick it up, don't we? Out of ten, Greg, what would you say? First quarter of the season for Everton? Good one. Out of ten for the first quarter. Um, six and a half. I'd say about six and a half out of ten. Yeah, good improvements as I say on last ten, but but then there's a lot of lot of work to improve on. Um, is that I don't know. Is that too miserly? That's what I'm sort of. Spelled that right to me. Yeah. I'd say the same. I said. If someone was to say to me in in August when the first ball was kicked, would you take top six going into November? Mm. Of course you would. Considering where we've been, that's the key for me now. Up until and right through to January, to stay in touch, just just churn out results. You know, just keep picking stuff up, and that for me is where Ronald comes back into it because. Remember saying early in the season, you know, until he got to the end of deadline day and, and done all the work business he, he, he could do, it was Ronald getting them the points, Ronald getting them through games. And I think now, after the disappointment of deadline day and this this run, I think Ronald starts earning his corn again, and he just starts going right. We're going to be ultra difficult to beat. I don't care who we're playing, and we're just going to get, if we if we have to settle for draws, we'll just take the point and we'll just keep in touch and we'll just churn away. And then in January, I'm going to have to start injecting some quality, and we can we can open up a bit there. Do, do you think do you think um, he's probably need to bring in more players if he can in January? What he originally thought, based on what he's seen so far. I'm sure. You, yeah, you. I mean, he yeah, would have. I think so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think he's the task is perhaps bigger. 
I think I think he placed a lot of hope in Ross before he came to the football club from what he'd seen from a distance. I think he's found that it's a it's a difficult problem to solve at the minute and it'll take time if he can get it right. I think he was excited about working with Rallers, somebody with pace, we spoke about a Mane, you know, that yeah. type of player and I think from a distance he thought Morales could be that player, but that's not proven to be the case. Um, uh, Kevin's 29, isn't he? I think is it November, which is he's been in the club four years. Are you going? He's got. Are you going to improve at 29? No. There's only you're not really. I think, are, you I know, think deep I think. down, if you have asked Cooman now and he's brutally honest, which he, he normally is, I think he's probably thinking, I know why this team have finished in the bottom oh, of yeah. the previous uh, two seasons. Yeah. Now yeah. I know. I yeah. think exactly. They're creating nothing. He's looked at that. Now he's had time to assess and absorb the squad he was left with by Martinez. Mm. And in the attacking third, it just it was just woeful. When, and even the de- the so-called sorry for the sorry. so-called depth that Martinez had tried to add latterly. Tarashai was a young lad, but had come in and Martinez had sort of talked him up as someone who was going to mm. involve in the first team fringe. Well, straight away he'd been bombed out yeah. on loan. Scored a decent goal um, the weekend, yeah. incidentally, but Whatever you think about that, Cooman made the decision there, and that's on Cooman. But Kone, you know, not even good enough to get on the bench at the moment. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in the ass, we know about that. McGeady bombed straight out. Mm-hmm. It's really, and then Morales, you know, you can't really, you can't put that on Martinez too much. But it, Morales was, because he didn't sign him, I mean, yeah. his form was an issue under Martinez, which he didn't do anything about. And De La Feu, uh, he signed, and, yeah. you know, you know my thoughts on, on, yeah. on Jerry? I guess the thing is, it's difficult because if you look in the first half of last season, we were scoring a lot of goals. Yeah, you know. see a lot because of the way they were yeah. playing. No, the way you were playing, yeah. So, so, I think if you if you wanted to play like, I think this team can score goals you play if like you're that. playing wide yeah. open. Yeah, 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 I think that's the problem. Yeah. So if you shut up at the back, which is more important, then you're not gonna you're not gonna create much. And that's this what, is the problem that we've that's got. That's why I mean between now and January, maybe Cumin's just got to look at the run and go. You know what? We're gonna have to be tight. We're gonna have to go to Stamford Bridge and go. Let's do what we did at City. Let's go for a point, etc., etc. Yeah. yeah. So, sake for argument's sake, Phil, we we were to play Burnley again away from home next Saturday. Mm. What will have Ronald Koeman learnt? <laughs> Judging off that performance that you witnessed, crikey! If he could play that game over again, would he play the same team? Would you think? Well, I don't think he... Ross doesn't start. He's got, he's got no. Real. He's got no Ross real options start. but to play the same team. Or I'd play Valencia. I'd start uh, yeah. Valencia. I'd. I'd put Morales at 10, I'd play Valencia wide left maybe or something like that. I asked that because I was adamant and I think you guys said Ross has got to come in, Ross has got to come in and I always said no, you just got to freeze him out, freeze I, him out, freeze I, him out. And it's still no favours again. No. Yeah, I didn't say that. I, 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 I would have played cleverly on it. Yeah. I didn't. I think... Phil just casually I think someone's in. It is a big job. I mean, going back to like Phil's point at the very start of the podcast mm. today about like where does Ronald want to be in two years' time or something. If you haven't looked at that team that started on Saturday, how many, how many of them, 11 that started on Saturday, could you see realistically saying, actually, they're good enough to be in Rom's plans, assuming they weren't going to be transferred in two years down the line. Rom. You'd say Rom. Yeah. Put on one hand, wouldn't you say this? Rom. Yeah. Yannick. Yannick, perhaps, Bonson. yeah, yeah. Idrissa. Idrissa. And probably maybe Ashley Williams, if, because he's brought him in to do a job yeah. for two years. If Gareth years. was five years younger, you'd yeah. say yes. Yeah. And of course you would. So, that's, so that's only four. Paints. I mean, I, I think I, I said last week before we came in, I, I worry about Bainsey because he's, yeah. he's picking up. You know, I've, I haven't spent most of his career being injury free. Yeah. 
he started to pick up injuries now where he's more more often than not he's out of the team yeah. than in. And they weren't an answer from, from how long he was going to be out for, was he, when you asked the question last week? Uh, a few weeks. Yeah, a few weeks, few weeks was yeah. it? Yeah. The inference was that it'll be a, a couple slash few weeks, two or three weeks more. And and this is it with, with Leighton, is that, you know, and Leighton is 32 as well, isn't he, um, in, in this year. I, I just think that... Left back is not an area that's been looked at as an area we need to beef up because Leighton's been there and has been there for donkey's years doing a great job. But actually, do we need to have a start looking at a left back? Um, because Leighton, Leighton at 32, ain't going to get much fitter than what he is and now. He's, he's not pulling up any And Oviedo's obviously limited. But on, on the other side as well, Coleman, who I thought on Saturday... You know, apart from one or two good good runs into their half, he did a great one too, didn't he? Was yes, with Balassi, yeah, yeah. You know, which is great. I mean, as I say, he was just sloppy. Mm. He was sloppy for the first goal. A couple of sloppy passes. He was lucky, I think, to stay on the pitch at one stage, I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, and she's looking at Seamus now and he's going... But this is the broken like, record yeah, I was yeah. saying again. But all comes back from the summer where so he what, tried to get back up for them, didn't he? tried to get Martina, didn't he? But yeah. he did First choice play, got injured. Did he play against Martinez? Been playing because yeah. their first choice is injured. I'm sure that lad played against City. And... Just wanted to now, funnily enough, as you mentioned, Martinez and Southampton. Me and Phil having a discussion earlier on, so and Gav as well. Um, at the moment, the, the team that started for Everton on Saturday will take. What players would you take over Southampton starting eleven? I haven't explained, so I haven't put that very well. Yeah. Basically, who would get it if you had both those squads? Both teams. Yeah. So about the Everton team again, the Southampton team. Yeah, yeah so Saturday, basically, Saturday so you'd have Southampton's goalkeeper. Yeah. Well, not the goal, not the goalkeeper, is it? Yeah, having forced forced all day. Yeah. I'd argue you'd have all their back four to be honest. Maybe Ashley Williams over Font. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's a 50-50 chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gets in for me and Lukaku and Guy. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, Guy ahead of Wanyama. Yeah, sorry, Wanyama's got the The lad in the middle of the park. Yeah, Romeo. Romeo. Yeah. Romeo, yeah. He got man of the match on Sunday, didn't he? Great player. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he's not quite well no, disciplined. No, he's, yeah, no, he's, 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 he's stuck against us last year, didn't yeah. he, when we beat them 3-0 down. So, yeah, you're quite yeah. right in yeah. what you're saying there. Yeah. Like, I think there's about, about three or four. Isn't it interesting as well? When you look, I saw a stat knocking around yesterday. I don't know if it was ahead of the game. Duzan Tadic, a player of Koeman's side from SA20, has created something like nearly 30 chances in the league this season already. Yeah. You just think... もう、ジョビデンフリーメイン、ジョビトロ。ジョビデンフリーメイン、ジョビトロ。ジョビデンフリーメイン、ジョビトロ。ジョビデンフリーメイン、ジョビトロ。ジョビデンフリーメイン、
because we don't want to hear, sorry Phil, we don't want to hear this broken record or the value's not there in January. He's going to have to. He's going to see no excuses. I agree. I agree. I think they're going to have to pay over the odds. I mentioned that to me, me mate, a Liverpool fan about the January transfer fair and he pointed out they bought Coutinho and Suarez in January. It is, yeah. And, uh, uh, and Andy Carroll as well. And Andy Carroll. Yeah. <laughs> Suarez, yeah. Suarez, yeah, yeah. That's you know, so, that's, so yeah. there is value. It's just you you don't want it halfway through a season. It's 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 can you bring X number of players yeah. in without upsetting the balance? You know, get integrate them into the squad when you you you, you see it's already insane. It's a big ask. Well, you know, but, we're talking about sorry, the guy value for money and again sorry and bring it back to Mane. But when Liverpool signed Mane, I think we we're like. Phew. Yeah, they've paid way too much there. Yeah. Are we saying that now? No, no. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I thought I thought that was a good sign. I thought thirty-two million. I thought not the I time. He's a good, a good million. player. I, I don't forget he went. I don't think Cumin played him for two months last season. He went missing, didn't he? Yeah, for the bit. yeah. Discipline. Yeah. He dropped him, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, for a meeting or something. So. Yeah. But, uh, so I just think Jan- I think he'd be buying in January, not for this season. But he'd be buying in January for the following season. Well, really, that, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what you'd be building towards. We um we were kind of have to to end on discussing the the sadly the mini derby because uh, you know we went into it in, in good length on um, for our pre weekend pod and uh, some really bright points made and we spoke about Liam Walsh and all his potential and we kind of went into the weekend convinced that at least the twenty threes would save us from the disappointment of Burnley and they went and got beat two 0 yeah. in the derby in the derby was yeah. that by a bit of a bang average Liverpool team uh, yeah. truth be told so Phil. You were there yesterday. This is the common denominator, Phil, going on his own. Isn't <laughs> he? This is it, like, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Phil, does any players um, push Ronald Koeman into a selection there <laughs> next week? No. No? No, I mean, look, uh, let's put it into some context. No, I don't think anybody saw that level of performance coming from the 23s. who were top of the table. They've been playing some really good stuff and they've rightly been talked up as a talented group of players who can go and win that division. And I still think they can it was a it was a particularly bad day at the office. The lack the decision making was really disappointing. Usually that's absolutely spot on. Um players that you would normally expect to be controlling that level of game couldn't control it. They, you know, it was a very scrappy affair and as I say, passing was off, decision making was off. So, you know, you put it in mitigation and go, look, bad day at the office, obviously it's a derby, it feels worse. But the but the big factor was Ronald Koeman was there. Yeah, no, now, Ronald so. hasn't been to a 23s game this <laughs> <laughs> so far. Steve Walsh goes to most yeah. home games. I don't know if he goes to the away games, but I've seen him at, at Southport a number of times. And Ronald isn't, hasn't been there before. Some of his coaches are there and stuff. So it was, it was double the impact for me. Now, if we discussed last week about how we fear the gap is bigger than ever before, yeah. for me, that has just certainly hasn't decreased the gap. It's probably made it wider because Ronald's probably thinking, well... The chat book's definitely coming out. I'm not. I've got nothing at the minute mm. that's immediately going to concern me. You know, when when will he be back to watch them? Because obviously, clearly, he's going to give them a chance. He wants to watch them in their action as well and in training. He wants to see them playing for the 23s. And I felt sorry for the lads because, as I said, it, it was out of character so much of the performance. But it was the it was the day to impress. And, Uns- and David Unsworth said as much. You know, he was he couldn't. Hide his disappointment. But that's what you're judged on, aren't you, Phil? If you're ready to step up and play in a Premier League match but, but, and you can't do it in a big match in under 23s, then. But this is this is the point I made in a piece, and I I was concerned that I was a bit feeling a bit negative about it and stuff. But then I have to remind myself, Ronald's got standards and he set them higher at the club. It's right across the board. The football club standards have gone up, 
And he is looking at players that make a difference now. Now, Mason Holgate came in and proved that he could cope. Mm-hmm. But how telling was it that as soon as Seamus Coleman was fit, Mason hasn't had a, a little look in. He's been on the bench a couple of times, mm-hmm. played in the League Cup. So, Ronald is not in a situation where he set the target of top six this season, where he can go, we can blood a couple of young lads and give them time to bed in. If you're not good enough to do it now, you won't. You won't. Yeah. You won't be looking at you. And a couple and of these youngsters that obviously youngsters twenty threes, they're not in yet sixteen, seventeen year olds, are they? They're pushing into the twenties. And and indeed, you know, you would say that in Kieran Dahl and Tom Davis, the two players who in the summer mm. we were podding about, were hoping that they they were going to be involved in yeah. the first team more often. Phil. They didn't really pull up any trees, did they? The pair of them. No, it was a, it was a difficult game for everybody, so that's that's important to say. But I think what, I yeah, think what well, Kieran know. and Tom have, have perhaps found is that the expectations and the requirements to be a first team player at Everton have changed, and I think that is it's a, it's a new challenge for them. Whereas a lot of the lads in that team, you know, and you, you include some like John Joe Kenny and Callum Connolly, who got the first team debuts mm. last season as well. By the way. The, the demands are different now. So they're going to have to readjust their games a little bit. They're going to have to be doing the, th- the other things that Coombe would, w- would emphasise is important that R- Roberto perhaps wouldn't. And so it's, it's not, they're not starting again, but it's definitely kind of a reset stage. And I think I mean, they, might, they might not want to, they might, not, they might disagree with me, but I would think particularly for Kieran and Tom, less so Callum and John Joe, who have, going out on loan would be a, a massive step in the right direction for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, I saw bits. Um, my, first, my first thought was, well, not the first Everton team I've seen who've been flying, who've then felt to do trust themselves <laughs> in the derby. It's, a, it's a, been a recurring team at yeah. all levels over the years, to be honest with you. And the second thing about Koeman is, is, I suppose it'd be like judging Ronald Koeman on Everton's performance at Bournemouth, isn't it? To be looking at that one game, isn't it? You can't yeah, judge the players at one, one game. It won't be yet, fatal you know? for the lads. Yeah. But it definitely had a significant you know the significance of him being there, and the and the performance cannot be overlooked. Yeah, because as I wrote in the piece, you only has to you only have to ask Uman. He asked about first impressions and Ronald Koeman. Mm. He got forty five minutes in the summer, and Ronald made his mind up. Yeah, yeah. Tarashai, say yeah, barely it's played. Big easy. So, so I mean, I know a couple of websites were talking about this. Randy, what we talked about last week, and and I think it is it is worrying, isn't it, that this gap that that is. As you say, Phil, that appears to be getting ever wise. I just thought, I'd, but what how, I saw yesterday, I thought we were poor. How do we? How would we balance that though? How would we reflect on the three years of Ronald Koeman's contract to say, say he just stayed for that long and he turned Everton into top four contenders? He got us into Europe every season, and in the third season, we were really, really pushing for fourth. He'd got a really strong squad together, and yeah, then he goes on the left, but he leaves. The legacy he leaves is a strong first team squad, but the um, the kind of the the pay for that is that none of the academy lads have got close. Would we accept that? Well, it's like, I think it, it, it's, it's a similar thing that's happened in Man, Man, Manchester United, isn't it? They say like Mourinho doesn't not, not a lover of the youngsters coming in through the team, and he's shipped a loads out, hasn't he? And he's and Man United have got a, a really good current crop, haven't he? And he's, yeah. I think he's put Rashford's the only one yeah. that's there. He's not that keen. I think a few of them yeah, have gone, yeah. and he's, he's not interested in the youngsters. So I think they're going through a similar phase. But for Everton. It's about winning matches, isn't it? And you're not really interested. If obviously you, you want to see Everton's pride and history of bringing youngsters through, and you want it to continue, but the first team yeah. is what matters. But, and yeah. if you're winning games and your and your academy isn't, well, so t- be t- it. Totally, really. totally agree with that. I mean, 
just that's the annual you're listening to this podcast, haven't you? That we spent half, half you know, half of it moaning that we need not moaning, so pointing out that we need to buy players in January. Then yeah. the next half, so about well, we need you know, what's the chances of bringing youngsters to? Well, as football fans, sometimes you want it both ways, yeah. don't you? Actually, yeah. you, you yeah. can't have it. You can you can't. Okay, you can strike a balance, but the balance is always going to be having more senior players, isn't it, than than, than younger players, and. Um, you know, we can only repeat what we said last week, which is always, you know, lots of good points made. Is that everything that's happened in the game over the last thirty years has been to the detriment of of bringing players through the academy, through through the academy into the first team? And it's not just football clubs who are, who are feeling the pinch of that. It's the actual national team itself, isn't it? Mm. You know, that, that that's now impacted on that the national team that that failure to bring young players through at academy level into the Premier League. Is 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 shrinking the uh, the talent pool for the for the national team to yeah. to pick from? There was a stat knocking around online earlier this morning, um, which said some. I think it was from CIES, um, sort of football think tank database people. I think, forgive me if I've I've got it quite not quite right, but they did some research and they said eight point five percent of players in Premier League teams have come from their academies. That figure is twenty three percent in France and twenty percent in Spain, mm. and. I, I can't help but feel that we're going to have, in the future, we're going to have more situations of players who've been at Everton as youngsters and then have gone out and had to work their way back up through the period a la Leighton Baines. I think that will become more yeah. of a common yeah, thing. I would imagine you see Germany and Italy probably be similar figures. Yeah. And also, it's not just at Premier League clubs, it's the game time. You know, is that the game time or the number of players? Because the game time is, is also important, isn't it? Because you could say, oh, we won. Academy players made in the mm. but very that's like an 88 minute substitute, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. you know, it's so it's the actual playing time itself that's important, I, and sorry, there's not many at all. Is I there? think a lot of the big clubs with their youth players bringing them through, I think they look for athletes more than the actual ability of the player. I think they look at the physique, see how big he is if he's a centre midfielder, I want a big lad in the middle of the park, more than actually looking at the lad's ability. Well, you see the Chelsea players coming through, they're all big slapping lads, aren't they? We know Ronald places, obviously, just a gay, he's not a big fella, but mm. it, definitely athleticism yeah. is a big part of what Ronald's looking for. Mm. I think if the bubble ever burst in terms of football finance uh, and, and the broadcasting sums, the fortunes getting lavished on the Premier League, you might, if, if I say, it ever burst, you might see that figure increase a yeah. bit more. Yeah, and yeah. academies would be back in vogue. It could be the opposite way, where it's like the first where you cut, cut money is the academy investment. You know, they, they could cut both ways, couldn't it, yeah. really? Yeah, true. Um, but it is it is a concern, and it was just I, I was really looking forward to yesterday, thinking I after was, Saturday, yeah. thinking really show what we're made of. Especially after when the under under eighteen, yeah, he turns over Liverpool. Yeah. Never mind. All right. Hopefully, a bit more of a positive part uh, towards the end of the week when we reconvene to look towards the West Ham game. Thanks for listening.